visitor in Milwaukee yesterday. Unfortunately, though, uh, during that game for the Brewers, they would get blanked. Uh, so let's see, Rowdy. They'd blank the Strohs twice when the series start their uh, stay in their home or stay in their opener, excuse me, or their their opener, um, their home series, and then get blanked by the Giants last night. Now there is uh, it's a four game set, correct, Rowdy? Yep, it's through the weekend. What do we think of Julio Tehran? Uh, his first uh, appearance since 2021, um, getting it for the Brewers. He did pretty damn well for himself. Yeah, I don't think you could have asked for much more from a guy that you signed basically the day before and announced that he would be pitching about three and a half hours <laughs> before first pitch. And, I mean, you look at his numbers. What did he give went, up, four hits? He went five innings, gave up four hits, one walk, struck out five. I mean, that's a whip of one. And a case per nine of nine. So Sounds pretty good to me. Julio Tehran off the bench was uh, pretty pretty solid. Now, but I mean, that's a guy that when he was coming up as a younger pitcher with the Atlanta Braves, he had good stuff. It was never a question about his stuff. Yeah. The question mark was about consistency and not consistently walking people or putting guys on base. You saw pretty decent Julio Tehran last night, and if he can throw like that, He's going hey, to be useful. You'll have a nice spot with the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, here's the thing. He uh, only gave up four hits himself. The Milwaukee Brewers offense as a whole only gathered four hits on the night as they would fall five to nothing to the Giants. Rowdy, uh, you're not going to be winning too many baseball games if you only get four hits on the night, right? Unless they're all like home runs, I guess, but yeah, then it would be low scoring. Not a ton, and also not a ton when you really don't score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got blanked. They had four hits. Uh, I don't know what this pitching staff – I mean, hell, we had a, a, we've been having these uh, random performances. Uh, if guys getting hurt, and then like Julio Tehran coming up, uh, then having a dazzling on the mound, and then the Brewers offense does absolutely nothing. Like – now I know it's a four game set against the Giants, uh, but uh, you got to. How are you feeling about the Brewers right now, Rowdy? Twenty seven and twenty three, a game and a half above the Pittsburgh Pirates for the NL Central. Uh, I know they just got blanked last night. How are how are we feeling? What's the vibe on the Brewers? Are we okay with the team? Like we know we can get better, but you're yeah, in first place. You're you're in first place, and right now the Cardinals were playing better baseball. They seem to have cooled off a little bit. But I think the biggest thing for Milwaukee is let's just see where we're at kind of at the end of June. This next month will be very telling to see how they can ride the ship, uh, you know, with all these injuries before they get some of these guys back. I know Luis Arias has started his minor league rehab stuff. He just started that, but they expect him to be back here in the next week or so. You have uh, Brandon Woodruff, who's obviously – your best arm on the shelf, he is supposed to be back in the next month. Like, you have you have some names that Brewer fans know and have seen the last few years that are pretty good players that are supposed to be back within the next month. So if, if they can just kind of play 500 baseball and be roughly where they are, I don't see anyone else in the division yeah. being in first place when you would say the end of June rolls around. Like, the Pirates are fading. The Cubs are kind of what they're going to be all year. Cincinnati is Cincinnati, yeah. and then it's the Cardinals. And, like, the Brewers still have, you know, a, a decent chunk lead on the Cardinals. Yeah, so looking at the schedule, I mean, obviously the Giants for three more games, then the Blue Jays to close out the month. And then, um, well, this may be the first time. Yeah, this is the first time the Brewers will play the Reds uh, the beginning of June here. Uh, they're on the road. And then they take on uh, the Orioles, and then you have the Oakland Athletics, then the Twins – the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, the Guardians, and then you close out June with the Mets. 
what do you think? What do we think of this month of June coming up here, Rowdy? It seems like a pretty, pretty. Uh, I don't want to say easy, but an easier path in this month of June between the Reds, the Orioles, the Athletics, the Pirates. Well, the Reds, the Athletics, and the Pirates are not good teams. No, this you is have, a you nice have month. the Pirates on their downslide. Uh, the A's are the worst team. They're in terrible. Baseball. They're bad. Uh, the Reds aren't very good either. Now Baltimore is a pretty darn good team. Uh, Let's see Diamondbacks, Guardians, and then you finish with Mets. The Guardians have been very disappointing this year. The offense hasn't been good. Yeah, they're still an all right team. The Mets have been disappointing this year. They've had a lot of issues and injuries. They're still an okay team. The Diamondbacks have actually been a big surprise. They're a team above 500, actually in second place in the NL West. They have some pretty good young players that have entered their lineup here we the last figured, year plus. We kind of figured that out when the Brewers played them earlier, right? But it's a lot of winnable games yeah. against teams that are very beatable. So That's why they got to at least handle their business against these lesser teams like yeah. the Cincinnati's and the Pittsburgh's so that they can keep treading water while they're also trying to to wade through the injuries. Yeah. Uh, looking like at, you can't do a whole lot, especially playing every single day for basically six months when some of your best players are on the shelf for a long time. Like it's hard to win with replacement level players yeah. for a long period of time. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, hell, if you're getting to start, like, well, is Julio Tehran, is he a replacement player? Well, he was a free agent for a reason <laughs> and started since, you know, 2021. But like, that's the thing. If you would have said, if you would have asked, you know, Brewer fans or Major League Baseball executives, what is Julio Tehran three, four years ago? That's a guy that would have been on a roster every single year. Yeah. But he's he's just getting a little older. He was inconsistent. He's available. Yeah, I mean, Julio Tehran, he was an all-star selection with the Braves in 2014, 2016, been pitching for the Padres, AAA affiliate in El Paso. El Paso, he opted out of the minor league contract the Padres and agreed to terms with the Brewers uh, Tuesday, and then the signing wasn't official till yesterday, and then Ellie's out there starting. He looked pretty damn good, except offensively the Brewers just couldn't do much. Now, offensively for this team, Rowdy... Um, oh, I think uh, Julio Tehran has earned another start. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the Jason Alexander of last year, except better. Except for there was absolutely no one behind him. <laughs> <laughs> the Brewers. I find it actually kind of a little bit strange that Jansen Junk actually hasn't gotten a little bit more run. That was one of the the guys that had major league experience that was a top 30 prospect from the Angels in that Hunter Renfro deal. Yeah. He came up, pitched once, didn't necessarily have the best outcome. But I'm surprised they didn't give him another chance, especially with all these injuries. Now, I'm not saying that uh, I'm upset that they signed Julio Tehran and he came out and threw a pretty good game. I'm just saying I'm a little surprised that he hasn't gotten more run. Or the fact that Ethan Small, who's also a top 30 prospect for them, came up and pitched in parts of two games last year, didn't have the best success. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten another opportunity in the big leagues, really. <sighs> it's Maybe that's telling. Do, do you think they lean on Tehran because he's a veteran? Like, you, 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 been there, done that kind of? Like, is that why they don't think the other guys? He's a fresh him? arm. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't. He, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Tehran, Ethan Small, more so than Jansen Junk. You don't really know what he is. Like, he's pitched twice in the big leagues, yeah. and that was last year. Almost at roughly the same. I think it really. I think it was Memorial Day that he <laughs> pitched against the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I think you're right. Yeah. So. Roughly about this time last year, 
and he hasn't really done a whole lot. Like, so we don't know really what he is in big league baseball. Now we've seen more of Jansen junk over the last few years, back and forth between triple a and the major leagues, you know, him more than, than small, just based on sample size. Yeah. But out of all three of them, Julio Tehran is, is, is a known commodity. Like he's been there, done that. He's a multiple time all-star. He was a big time, uh, young player coming up. Dang. Like he could use like his experience. Eight to ten years ago. Yeah. Like he's a guy that you know is a can go in there, give you innings, strike people out, but he's also, when he's not going great, probably gonna walk people. He's gonna be inconsistent. Sure. Like Ethan Small at this point could still come in since he's only been appeared in two games and still be a good big league pitcher. He could also be a guy that never cuts it at the big league level. <laughs> like we know Julio Tehran can log innings yeah, can at the it. big league level. Yeah. And we saw it last night. They had five of them. Well, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I guess you said, right, Rowdy, is it telling of what maybe this Tehran signing, uh, what it means for the other two guys? And that just, that, and it scares me just about the future because when you look at the future, it doesn't look like Corbin Burns is a part of it. No. Brandon Woodruff probably could also not be a part of it. And then you have guys like Eric Lauer. You have guys like Adrian Hauser, who's obviously been their best starter the last few weeks. And that kind of core of guys, yeah. they're all done. Their contracts run out after the 2024 season. And I'm sure most of them, because they are pretty decent pitchers, especially when healthy, they're probably going to try and get rid of them and trade them sometime between now and <laughs> And the end of that 2024 season, because they're going to want to get value back for guys sure. that they're probably not going to sign because yeah. they'll probably say they'll cost them too much. And I probably agree when it comes to Hauser and Lauer that those guys are probably worth more than what I'd be willing to pay or the Brewers should be willing to pay. Yeah. But then again, what the hell do you have left if you get rid of those four guys? Like, we're talking about, hey, they got eight, nine starters so, deep, but they're all injured. And if you get rid of your top you know, four out of five guys that leaves you with Freddie Peralta. Mm -hmm. He's under contract, a cheap one, by the way, for a while, Aaron Ashby, who's yet to pitch this year. And he's under a cheap deal too. Didn't he sign? He signed a long-term cheap deal too for over his arbitration seasons. But Ashby, what in 2021 came up, looked pretty good after his first couple starts getting rocked. And then 2022 had a lot of bad luck or pretty much everything bad that, could have happened happened and then talking about bad luck goes in and has to go under the knife for 2023 yeah. might not even pitch this year no good at best it might be august or september no good those are probably the top two guys in your in your uh rotation and then it would be like the jason alexanders of the world that are still under <laughs> team control what's he coming it would back be the jansen junks or the ethan smalls i know they have robert gasser who is the 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 chi- the biggest chip from the hater trade. Yeah, guy hasn't pitched at the major league level. When's 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 Jason Alexander? When's Jason Alexander coming? He's back, expected Cody? sometime in June. I'm, I miss that guy. Uh, it was the great George Costanza uh, quotes. But isn't him. that a little scary? It's very scary. I'm saying I miss Jason Alexander. And then your your best pitching prospect, which is a, a kid in the minor leagues, he's at he's in a ball. And Ooh. he's extremely young. I don't think they can make that big jump, can he? He's in A ball, and he just pitched the deepest he's ever pitched into a game in the professional levels, and that was five innings the other night. Oh, b- b- perfect for Craig Council. He loves guys that only go five innings, Rowdy. Like the kid won't be ready in the next <laughs> two, probably How two old or three is he? years. I think he was out of high school, so he's oh, God. under 20. Yeah, oh, geez. 
Yeah, that's, uh, but again, the, the, and it's not a rich system when you look at the entire top to bottom. <laughs> and when you look at the top 30, it's decent. But really, the cutoff is kind of like after the top dozen. Yeah. It really drops off quite a bit. Man. And you don't have many pitching prospects in that top 12. And the ones that you do have. Kind of only, a yikes. Only one of them is somewhat close to the big leagues. So, um, so strap yeah, in is what you're saying. I'm saying it could get a little brutal because the pitching that we've been used to from, we'll say 2021 through 2023 and possibly 2024, it probably ain't going to look like that 2024, 2025 and on so for at least a little bit. What are, what are we teetering on here? One one injury, one more injury away from a possible disaster. Two more injuries. I mean, who Corbin Burns could get hurt. Freddie Peralta could get hurt. And then what? Then it's, I don't want to put that juju out there. And then it's, you. how try, many more guys can you find something? How many more guys do you th- seriously think that they can find that are like the Julian Tehran type guys that, that uh, are big league arms that just happen to be available for one reason or another that they can go and get off the street. What's Chichi Gonzalez doing? Oh, he's in the, he's with Miami Marlins. <laughs> He's, the, a, he's employed. Did the Brewers sign him? Was that last year they got Chi Chi or was that two uh, years ago? I think it was two years. Was it, was it last year or two years? One. Well, it was a very was. brief. It was a very quick stint. It wasn't great. For Chi Chi Gonzalez. Uh, let's see here. It was It was 2022. Yikes. So he's also a guy that probably you know got a few extra auditions because his, his numbers were inflated because early in his career he was in Colorado yeah. where you could make the argument, well, he's pitching in altitude. You know, he's giving up a little bit more runs because he's pitching in Denver. It makes sense. We'll give him a shot. He's three and seven when they cut. And his then the ass. ball still flies out of like the uh, American family fields of the world. And, yeah. uh, and it's like, oh, actually, this guy really just isn't that good. 2021 in Colorado, he's three and seven. He had ERA at 6.46. They <laughs> and then eventually he made his way to uh, the twins and the twins <laughs> cut him. And then he found his way to Milwaukee in 2022, where he's 0 and one with a 6.35 ERA rowdy. <laughs> Turns out the ballparks didn't matter. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who's even out there for the Brewers to do. All right, speaking of things that are out there, Rob Manford was out and about in Milwaukee yesterday. We'll get to his comments as uh, he was talking to you know the local reporters, uh, Margaret Anazio and company, about the updates and renovations of American Family Field. He can't, they're kind of holding over our head this relocation stuff that they're doing with the Oakland A's to Las Vegas. They're kind of doing it to uh, the Brewers. We'll uh, get into that. The NBA final or NBA playoffs, excuse me. The Celtics stave off elimination again. They beat the Heat, push the series to three and two. Uh, game number six is going to be tomorrow down in Miami. We'll uh, get into that. Packers OTAs. Oh, we got all kinds of goodies. And, and Memorial Day, by the way, coming up. A long weekend. Feeling good on a Friday, man. Beautiful weekend upon us. Uh, Memorial Day, obviously, you're going to have a three-day weekend. Bratfest is in full force right now. Take your brat to work day happening right now at Willow Island. I would love nothing more than to get a brat and give it to this guy right here, our guy Dave Essler in Florida. Dave, what's the brat scene like down there in sunny, sunny Florida? The brat scene? You know what a brat is? Yeah. What's the brat scene I like down there? Like I, actually, I actually like them. That a baby. Uh, but, I, but, I, but I don't know that we have a holiday built around it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happening right now. It's Brat Fest, Dave, is going on starting today all the way uh, throughout the weekend. Brat Fest, uh, we're looking, uh, God, what is the most brats they've ever consumed? It's something just ridiculous. Well, I think he said this year they were looking to sell over 100,000. Here, here you go. Uh, since, let's see here, since 
1983, the number of brats have been enjoyed is in the millions, including a world record of over 209,376 brats in one year. Wow. That's a lot of brats, David. Wow. You know, have you really, have you, do you have anything better to talk about on a, on a sports show? Well, about I, brats? Is it competitive eating a sport, Dave? Well, in hot dogs it is, you know, Joey Chestnut. <laughs> okay, Dave, well, let's t- take us back to, uh, you know, our bread and butter. How about some Major League Baseball? Rowdy had a lot of bets today. I know you got the new yeah, winner's I'm- take is out. What, what do we think? Rowdy bet on the Milwaukee Brewers. There's a listener around here. His name's The King, who says every time Rowdy bets on the Brewers, it's called the the Razor's Edge Curse. The Brewers lose. Rowdy, do you like explain the bet to Dave? It's my Dave. explanation is it's not my fault that every time I bet on them, the Brewers decide to suck. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's a tough one. I mean you got the whole left-handed thing going on there, and Ralph is really good at home. I mean I'm inclined not to look a gift horse in the mouth. I'm inclined to like the Brewers a little bit, but that's basically the market speaker there. I mean the, almost eighty percent of the tickets, the bet tickets, are on. San Francisco, um, probably for that very reason, but almost 70% of the money which moves the line is on Milwaukee. And that line is starting to head, edge up a little bit. So I'm going to I'm gonna take, uh, you know what I think I would do? I think I would take the Brewers in the first five innings. You love your first year F5s, Dave. I dig it. Yeah, what? I do. I mean, it, it takes a lot of the variables out of the equation. I mean, you know you're going to get, you know, starters. You're not going to get bullpens. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it, I mean, it works for me. I mean, you know, a lot of, it, plus it's over quick. I don't have the agony of the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> the agony. <laughs> hey, a uh, Brewers game, uh, two games ago, the game was two hours and nine minutes long. How about that for a baseball time, Dave? Do, do you like oh, it? I love it. Do you like that? I, I'll be, I'll be interested to see when the playoffs come if they're, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's always the, they have four hour games in the playoffs. It could be ten to one, and it's still a four-hour game. Do you, but, are you are you getting around to the new rules and the pitch clock? Do you enjoy it or no? I don't care. You know, it's just something else to money. think about. You know, I, I love it. I love it when the opposing pitcher uh, of the team that I bet on is is called for the fifteen-second rule. Yes. <laughs> Have you noticed, Dave, that uh, any of like the handicapping has changed now that the rules have changed, or is it still relatively close to the same with totals and scoring? And have you noticed if there's been many changes in the handicapping with more of the uh, inner division, where you have AL versus NL teams playing more consistently this year? Yeah, I, I haven't changed a lot. I was I was worried about it, but you know it's the same for both teams, and the the interdivision games are actually a little easier because you don't have to look back through. Okay, what has the Giants done in the past against Freddie Peralta? You know, it's you know that that's right there because they're in the NL. But if it's an interleague game, you know they haven't seen each other, so you know typically it's a lower scoring game. So for me, it's a little bit easier. But then again. I've yeah. been foreign cold, cold as ice for the last couple oh, of weeks, so you will, don't take my word for it. Don't you're, not take will, my word. you're not willing to sacrifice your love, though, are you, Dave, if you're cold as ice? No, 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 not at all. Okay. It, it runs deep. <laughs> um, Dave. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I love I love your love of foreigner as I love him too. Uh, Major League Baseball. What is Dave Essler looking at? What, what's one game? One little juicy nugget that Dave Essler's like this right here. I dig uh, it. I, I got a sneaky sharp bet that I don't Ooh. think Rowdy's going to agree with, and 
It's probably the one I'm looking forward to tonight the most. Um, I think he likes Toronto over Minnesota, and I like Minnesota plus one and a half runs. Really? I mean, you know, it's a it's a, it's a horrible spot for the Blue Jays. They they come here having played like I think eleven straight division games. You know, that'd be Boston and the Yankees and and Toronto. I mean, and, and Tampa Bay. So I mean, those are games they they really get up for, and. Gaussman threw 115 pitches in his last game and, you know, over 100 the game prior. So I don't think we're going to see his upside. And, yes, I know Rowdy Varland will give up home runs, but let me show it to us. They won't get anybody on base because he, cause he strikes people out. Um, and the Twins will have a rested bullpen. Um, and they've been considerably better at home this year. So that's one that I'm definitely going head-to-head with. Mr. Ray's back on. Well, um, I gave out the Minnesota run line because I deferred to you, and I still oh. can't. I still can't give, or I guess I still can't get the uh, freaking Guardians from last Friday out of my head. Oh, oh I heard all about so, that, Dave. Yep. Uh, so you're scared, is what you're saying. Well, I deferred that game. Ronnie, are you scared? Are you are you are you like Bone Crusher? You ain't ever scared. I'm still. I still rolled with the Brewers. I still rolled with the Toronto over, or, or sorry, the Texas uh, Oriole over. But on that one, I just said F it. We'll go with the Twins. <laughs> F it, <laughs> Dave. Uh, I love it. By the way, I love it. Dave and Rowdy, check out their podcast. The winners taken new and recorded yesterday. Uh, Dave, on the NBA side of things, I know you guys talked about it uh, in the winners take. But uh, moving forward to uh, you know Saturday's action, uh, Game Six. What do you think here? Can the Celtics pull off the uh, impossible, stave off elimination again to bring it back to the Garden uh, next week to you know maybe punch their ticket, or do the Heat going to wrap this one up? I don't know. I mean, the Celtics are favored. I figured they would be. It's minus two and a half, minus three. But what I really like is the under. Um, I think it's it, it opened 213. It's down to 211. I can find it 211 and a half at a few places. But, I mean, it's going to be played methodically. You know, it's an elimination game. The Celtics win with defense, face it. I mean, when they, when their defense clamps down, uh, that's how they win. But if they're favored to win, their defense is going to – clamp down, so that game will stay under. Um, I'm fairly convinced of that. Okay, so go ahead. I'm also fairly convinced that if Miami does win, they'll be underdogs by too much money against Denver. So uh, I actually made a bet already on the the NBA Finals MVP. Um, Whomst? What? Who'd you vote, or who'd you who'd you who'd you put yeah, down? I, I, I thought you were saying I can't do that. No, no, you can, um, Dave. I'll never tell an individual what they can or cannot do. You can do whatever you want, bro. Yeah, I bet Jamal Murray at seventeen to one. I mean, you know, Jokic is minus two ten. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. Um, <laughs> actually, minus one seventy five. I stand corrected. Um, but you know, typically, a lot of times in these in these big series, it's not the the A guy that that does all the work and. You know, Murray was a beast against the Lakers. I think he scored at least 25 every game, over 30 twice. He had rebounds, assists, and all kinds of stuff. So I think 17-1 is extremely good value. So when that wins, we'll be excited. Love it. Dave, uh, always good stuff. Let me ask you, this isn't a gambling question. It's a a question on golf. Where are you at with Michael Block? There's a lot of people here uh, in the studio in the office that don't don't seem to really care for this uh, surprising story out of nowhere. They're not Michael Block guys. 
Where do you stand on um, Michael Block, who really chugged you know, a lot of ass yesterday? That's a good question. Thank I you. mean, yeah, it's called a rea- it's called a reality check. We all get those playing <laughs> golf. Um, they, uh, you know, I was all about him, and then if you saw that hole in one he had, and he was talking about not knowing it went in the hole till you know halfway down the down the to the green, I don't believe that for a second. I mean. You know it goes in, and when the crowd reacts like that, you know it went in. So you don't I like think it. Playing, this you know, is my exact take. Said. That was my exact take. It was a great story, but that that hole in one changed everything. When he kept asking, "Did it go in?" Dumbass! Everyone's yeah. cheering. You know it went in. Now you're just annoying. It's him being cocky. Is that go in? Yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to make you up, Nelson. I. <laughs> that was my exact. Well, we take. thank you for the doing that. Day. We had to watch him all yesterday, and it that was like, in? "Get this guy off my screen." He that looks like me if I was out there golfing today. Let go in. Let go in. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so I have mixed. I mean, I think the, you know, I mean, now it's easy to say he should have not played this week, but I mean. Dave, is know, it safe I, to I mean, say if they make a Michael Block movie, it should probably just end after the PG and cha- uh, PGA Championship? Like they should have the yeah, Charles sure. Schwab I mean, featured I, in there? It should be end with Michael Jordan yeah, texting I mean, him afterwards, like, good job, champ. And then he's like, <laughs> then it ends. <laughs> yeah, I, I tweeted that out. I wanted his movie rights, but now I'm not sure I do. Well, uh, well, you just, yeah, like Rowdy said, it's just after the PGA Championship, then it ends. It's like Michael Jordan was texting yeah, then, you, then you do the little quick, like, um, screen at the end where it says, like, the rest week, of the story. Uh, one week later, Michael Block yeah. sucked, and we all forgot about him. Yeah, this exactly. happened one time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. One week later, yeah. Michael Block b- shoots an 81 in the first. Um, Joel Dahman's caddy is they're pretty active on Twitter, and he played that course the PGA course last Monday, and he's a scratch golfer, and he shot 85. So, Ooh. you know, you Ooh. know that's, uh, yeah. I think he parred one hole, but, you know, that's, you know, so that just tells you how sort of extraordinary that uh, what Michael Block did was, but still. Dave, um, have you hit a yeah, hole? Um, no, I've come close a bunch, but. I never no. hit one either. I mean, I mean, I've pulled out from like you know 150 okay. yards or whatever. But I'll say this: you know, I don't care. It's not in defense of Michael Block, but the only time I've had hole in ones is mini golf. And when you're, <laughs> and when you're, Jeez. when you're with your like my my brothers or friends, I do cock off. I'm like, did that go in? Did, did you guys see that? Can you check? Did that go in? I get what Michael Block yeah. is doing with it. I understand it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> Did I go in? Um, Did I go in? Yeah. <laughs> hey, when are we going to talk? When are we going to talk some football? Well, you got anything for us right now? I mean, Packers and OTAs. Jordan Love apparently sucking a little bit, but hey, you know. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Matt Lafleur is like the fifth favorite to win Coach of the Year. I don't. I don't know about all that. The f- but, he's the fifth favorite. Yeah. Where's Mike McCarthy out there? Is he up there on the list? Actually, that was funny. You know, Andy Reid was the longest favorite at 50-1. to 1. I guess everybody expects Kansas City to do well, regardless of who the coach is. Yeah. But um, Mike McCarthy was, like, right behind him, uh, like 40-1. to 1. So yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, both those boys ain't missing any meals, though. I'll tell you that. No, they're not. I actually bet Frank Reich at 20-1 to 1 to be coach of the year. That was your future That was your future for uh, the NFL, yep. Dave? Yep. I, I mean, he's the perfect coach. He's the perfect coach for Bryce Young. 
And I think he got a bad rep when Andrew Luck retired. I mean, the Colts never recovered from that. Yeah. And the Panthers are one of the easiest schedules in the league. So, you know, I, I expect them to overachieve, and he'll win coach of the year, and three years later he'll get fired. <laughs> Such is the life as an NFL coach, Dave, you know? Exactly. A little more fickle in the NBA. You have a best record than a year later, you're fired. You know? Hey, Dave? Well, that, could, that could happen to the Celtics. I know. I want you hitting a hole-in-one this weekend and practicing your celebration. Do you channel your inner Michael Block, ask him to round if it went in, no. or are you just no, like, like Barry Sanders when he scores a touchdown, he just hands the ball off, doesn't say anything? Yeah, I, I would definitely do that if I got a hole-in-one, but I don't see that happening. Michael win? Michael win? <laughs> if I get a hole-in-one for a golf outing, I'm going to be $5,000 richer. Yeah, Dave, we're going to see you up here at Edgerton Town Country Club June 24th, all right? Um, I hear Rowdy's working on that. I mean, it's a tax deduction, I suppose. Yeah, totally, dude. Yeah. Come on down. Can I, stay, can, I, can I stay with one of you guys? Stay on my couch. Nice. I've had NFL players stay in there, Dave. Why not a professional gambler, you know? I'd, you know, I'd be honored. You'd sleep where a mod green. Where a mod green would yeah, sleep. Then, then you probably ought to put a blanket over it and never use it again. <laughs> I don't let you be in poppy from Seinfeld p- pissing on or anything, Dave. No, no, no. I usually wake up in time. All right, good. <laughs> Dave, we love you, man. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll follow along. <laughs> Dave underscore Essler, Twitter, pregame.com, Winners Take Podcast. You the man, David. All right. Love you guys. Have a good weekend. See you, buddy. Final hurrah for Ben Kenny over here. We uh, a little emotional today. The kid's going back to Philadelphia. Where are you working again, Ben? The big flagship out there? What is it? WIP. WIP. Sports Radio 94. WIP. What's their slogan? Like, don't touch that dial. You've got WPI on it. What, what was it again? No. We're hard it's as a rock. Oh. WIP. No. It's not slogans like that. Takes that don't suck. We threw a dildo at Santa. WIP, Philadelphia. You're home to talk Eagles football. Throw batteries at your family members. WIP. Yep. We're assholes. And we'll let you know about it. WIP. Things of that nature. (laughs) Go birds. Go birds. There's one. Can I be the big voice guy for it? When, when do I say uh, when do I say you're welcome to Polly and the others that are happy to see me go? Well, Polly did say he would be calling in. Yeah, speaking of that, I have. Two, I, I expect one. I have two people on hold right now. Line one, who's this? What's going on, boy? Oh, speaking oh. of the devil, look at that. Yeah, I know. So first, I got to get into the sports side of things. Um. <laughs> You guys remember no. when uh, Milwaukee had another baseball team and they left and won a couple World Series? Yeah, I remember. Okay. So, obviously, you got the cheapest owner in the history of cheap owners because the Kansas City Royals won a World Series. So, who cares if they go? Let them go. That's easy for you to say as you're a Cubs fan. Yeah, but, I mean... I, Get an owner in here who's going to do something with the with. I mean, because I mean, Milwaukee's not a bad market. It's a small market, but it's not a bad market. The fear so is, Paul, is here. that they they wouldn't be able to find another franchise to come to Milwaukee, or when they're going to pick cities for a startup franchise, Milwaukee probably wouldn't beat some of the other cities on the list. So the worry would be you never get a professional team back. I mean, you could get the Green Bay Bullfrogs to move down there. Maybe the Timber Rattlers. Um, we have the Mallards or, already. So. Or, 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 or you could get the uh, Kansas City Royals to move up. Who knows? I mean, 
they haven't done anything in a Paul. while. But what? Well, we're just up against breaking some calls. I want okay. to make sure you okay. get your, right. ben, your so, Ben stuff. So, so my question for Ben um, are, how is he going to cope without Bill's incessant advertising? Like, when you actually have to talk about sports. You don't have to answer that one. <laughs> okay. I, I won't answer but, uh, that but, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's a question. I mean, the people want to know. Do they? And then, you know, yeah, they do. It's like the Inquirer. You know what I'm saying? Um, the other thing is, I, I, I threw this by Ebo and Rowdy a couple weeks ago when we first found out you were leaving. Maybe you should call once a week or every couple weeks and... Oh, it sounds know? like Polly's going to miss you. So, so we can beat up on you because it's been fun. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and, and you've taken it pretty well. Yes. And, and, and it, was all, it was all in jest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so it's all in good fun. Strangling your younger brother, things of that nature. Yeah. And such. Well, I mean, it was not my fault. It was his. He should have kept his mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your fault either. Well, Ben over here shouldn't name himself Ben. Like, the parents should name right. him Ben. Yeah, exactly. He exactly. should have been so smug about and, everything, you know? But, um, but, but um, I'll tell you what. When, when Jordan Love becomes great, I will find a way to be heard on these airwaves somehow at some he, point. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, and, I mean, you're going to be waiting a long time for that, I'm afraid. But <laughs> No, there, there are going to be a couple uh, of things that will get me to call in. Number one, the day Jawan Howard gets fired, which is going to be sooner than you think. Number two, when Jordan Love becomes great. And number three, uh, when the Badgers win a national title. I will call and say I'm sorry. Huh, okay, go, so, okay, so the, the Jawan Howard thing, I could see that coming to fruition because he's a great recruiter, but he's not – I'd rather coach. have John Beeline back myself. Right. But um, um, yeah. So what radio? So you, you'll we'll right. find out. I'll find yeah. out from Rowdy or Ebo yeah, or whatever you, where you're going to you, Philadelphia. We love you, Paulie. Um, but but finally, it's been fun, Ben, and f you, Ben Kenny. <laughs> Thank you, Paulie. <laughs> f you, Ben Kenny. Line three. Good morning. Oh wow! What an honor I get to be on the Paulie show. Oh. <laughs> Fuller? Fuller, is that you? Yeah. Hey, full dog. What's up, brother? Hey, are we uh, are we starting this roast of Ben Kenny yet, or what? Please. All right, here we go. So I, it's not really much of a roast, but I, I just, I got to tell Ben when I heard that he was golfing at Wild Rock and Aaron Hills, I about tipped over in my chair laughing so hard <laughs> because uh, after watching him at the Zone Golf Outing last year, he didn't belong at. Uh, Vitense mini golf. <laughs> You're not wrong. However, I'm proud to say that was a good one, Fuller. I, I'm proud to say strides have been made. That was a good one, Full Dog. Well, there was o- there was only one way to go, and that was up. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you for that. You Fuller. made you made Ebo look like Tiger Woods out there. <laughs> And we thank Ben for that. It was a bad day. <laughs> it was a bad day. <laughs> there he goes. No one's going to talk about my work on the green. Fuller no came no in with a hell of a call. Roasting Polly and Ben. Solo. Yeah. Fuller went guns blazing on that oh, one. Yeah. Well, as soon as you left that day, Ebo, I, we actually got kind of hot. That's what that, I heard. That is actually true. I'll say this, though. Um, when we did our golf simulator, 
I did look like Tiger Woods against Ben. Ben was chugging ass. Well, and then at the end, I put it in the crap. parking lot like five times in a row, and Ben and I tied at the golf center. Everything was there. Yeah, whatever. You're right. I, I'll give you that. No, but I've seen Ben hit some pretty damn good shots, too. Right, so. I'll give you the win. Fuller. Fuller just Andy got it. Andy got a shot in on, on Paulie early. Yeah, Paulie and Ben. That was the good. That's funny. The roast of Ben Kenny continues. I honestly don't think I have any more roasts for you, Ben. I mean, we, we let you talk on a mic for two years. <laughs> like, that. that's itself. Everyone else can come up with the roast. <laughs> hey, Ben. No. How long have you been saving that one? Uh, like, it just came to him. 20 seconds. Oh, good. Hey, Ben, when you hear the name Michael Buffer, what does that mean to you? What about Bruce? <laughs> or Bruce Buffer? Probably the one time I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben Kenny leaves, and the only thing that we get in return is the lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, nothing's, nothing's come to fruition out of that yet. I got so lucky. Not, not good one. It was, it was a pure... Oh, yeah. Again... I had no clue. Well, Scott Bar- you and Scott Berryman are much alike. Here's a more roast for you. Yeah, you and Scott <laughs> Berryman, the music trivia guy, not too far off, both played Michael Buffer on these airwaves. Scott did too? <laughs> Scott played it. He held up his phone to the, his oh, laptop. And, and, no, he held up his phone to a boombox. He had a CD of, let's get ready to <laughs> start the show. Start the show. You just can't use his voice. All right. <laughs> Ben was crapping bricks that day, the Michael Buffer day. I was, yeah, yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. But if that's the worst thing I'd do. Yeah. Do you think if we actually did go to court and we, you know, we sat you down and we're like, all right, this is a Midwest family team in court for the presidings here. (laughs) And we, we look at the judge and we go. Sir, he doesn't even know who Guns and Roses is. Yeah, how's he gonna know? Who Michael how Buffer? is he gonna know who Michael <laughs> Buffer? I, I think is. the statue, of, my statute of limitations is is extensive. <laughs> like, like there, there's a sense of just pure, pure. I, I. Have the judge no looks at you and goes, "Seriously, Slash? You don't know Slash? You don't know And, and you just look confused and goes. Jesus, we can't charge this kid. He's too much of an idiot. <laughs> I, I'll Clear of all charges. I, I'll plead naivety. Naivety, however you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, both work. All right, boys, uh, we'll do a little sports here. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, a uh, little uh, off the beaten path baseball topic. So, the Yankees, uh, <laughs> their manager gets tossed again. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Boone was ejected. Uh, he was uh, let's see, he was tossed in the middle of the third inning by Edwin uh, Moscaso, the over uh, the ump over the strike zone. He held up four fingers. He was untossed, uh, and then he's been tossed. Let's see here, he's been tossed. Uh, I had the number. He, then he boys after he gets tossed, he immediately starts saying that he does not want to advocate for robot umps, but then goes off to say that umps. This ump in particular has no idea what he was doing, missed a bunch of strikes, uh, was uh, trying to champion for his pitcher who threw 30 pitches in the first inning. He goes, I'm not advocating for robo-umpires. I think these guys do a a good job for the most part. They work really hard at it. Uh, When you're playing a lot, there's going to be some issues from time to time. It's as simple as that. But he said I should not have been thrown out the game. Where are we at on the uh, the robo-ump stance right now? Thumbs down. Benjamin? All the way out. All the way out? No way. What if Angel Hernandez was up? Uh, as an umpire, would you choose Angel Hernandez or a Robo Ump? Fine, Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez, because you know it's going to be it, it's going to be your night to bitch. <laughs> like exactly. you, t- you, you sit down to watch the baseball game. You see 
Hernandez is umpiring, and you go, yes. All the frustration I had and all of you know the things going on in my life, I get to yell and take it out on Angel Hernandez. Now, I, I think you guys may have saw this. If not, this was an article from last week. Angel Hernandez has only worked one Major League Baseball game this season. The fall from grace for Angel Hernandez. Remember, I th- I, do you think it has to do uh, something with stemming from him trying to sue Major League Baseball for racial discrimination of why he wasn't uh, allowed to ump in the playoffs in World Series? Remember that? Remember that lawsuit? And then he lost the case, and Major League Baseball's like, well, here's our advanced analytics on umpires and their strike zones and their accuracy. Like, You're you terrible. Stink. You suck, dude. Uh, yeah, let's see here. He sued MLB for discrimination in the past after not being assigned a World Series and also not being named a crew chief. Uh, he has now been there saying they call it shadow retired <laughs> as he has only umped one game so far this season. We haven't – who's – Rowdy, who's on your uh, public enemy list now for umpires? Do you have a name? Um one that has Angel Hernandez was in him 20, for the was it 2018 or 2019 that really was screwing the Brewers pretty hard. Mike Estabrook. Oh mm. yeah, he is a clown, isn't he? Mike Estabrook. Uh, there was one good thing that came out of a Philly game, where wasn't that the guy screaming at uh, Angel Hernandez coming out of the the stadium parking lot while he was in his uh, car. Remember oh, how he yeah. said, Angel Hernandez, I hate you and you suck? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was after the that was that was after the, the Brewers Phillies game last year. Yeah. They confirmed him in his when car. Schwarber lost it on a uh, hater. Yeah, was, Schwarber. Hater was on the mound. Schwarber lost it. And then this well known blogger dude, Angel Hernandez, you stink. <laughs> and your your whole you family stink. hates you. Yeah, it was the most like oh, polite no. You stink and I don't like you. It was the most polite Insult of Philadelphia could have thrown it in. Oh, it's, it was perfectly said. He's like, I, I you saying it. Like, and I, I don't like you. I, I don't like you. But listen, the games are so freaking short these days. You might as well get some entertainment out of it. Yeah, I want more Angel Hernandez. <laughs> no Robo Ums. I, I think that's the first time anyone's ever said that. So Robo Ump or Angel well, Hernandez? And, and we go Angel Hernandez. The games are going to be an hour. Hey, um, with Robo Ums and everything's perfect. It's like it's like we're just watching a simulated video game. I need human error. I need something to complain I, about. I love the human element. I need something to complain about. I love the human element. They want to, this transhumanism stuff that make you like plug your consciousness into an Android. Well, there's That's nothing a no. better. I'm pro-human. There's nothing better than a nice, fran- uh, you know, manager freakout. No, I'm saying there's nothing better than a manager freakout. Oh, like, yeah. Not every single game, clearly, but when it's timed, right? I mean, mm. that, that gets the people and the players going. Yeah, I love when, like, they would kick the dirt up, poke poke umpires in the chest, maybe steal a base. You don't get any of that anymore. <laughs> Yankees manager Aaron Boone, boys, real quick, I'll bring it full circle. He's already been ejected four times this year, and he's been ejected 30 times in five-plus seasons as a Yankees manager. Is he our last stand of guys giving it to umpires? And when, so I'm giving the yeah, Chris, uh, Christian Yelich and Craig Council got tossed. I guess Craig Council got tossed that not was a good one. too long ago. Yeah, that was, what, a couple weeks ago? Now we're still we still get some good. It's not good as moments. good as it used to be. You know what we get nowadays is when they call pitch clock violations that are not worthy of pitch clock violations. That's when we get the freak out. I, I saw one a couple days ago where for, they, they were supposed to give one of the batter. They gave it to the pitcher instead. Now Zach and Wisco goes always and forever. Phil Cuzzy is public enemy number one as an MLB ump. What about Joe West? I know he retired. Oh, I'm a big Joe West guy. 
He he's had a, a hell of a gullet. Yeah, he's 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 cowboy he looks, Joe. Yeah, he's a big man. He's a big boy. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred was in Milwaukee yesterday. Now we had that story uh, yesterday morning uh, that about Major League Baseball's uh, and Rob Manfred threatening the Brewers with relocation as part of a push for ballpark updates. Now American Family Field or Miller Park it opened in two thousand and one. Uh, you know, a lot of money going into the out of the taxpayers' pocket for that. Uh, let's see here. It would cost an estimated four hundred and twenty-eight million dollars for these uh, upgrades that Major League Baseball wants. The current lease for the Brewers in American Family Field runs through twenty thirty. They want an agreement which would extend the lease through twenty forty-three. But with that agreement, you also have to be keeping uh, up renovations, and a lot of it's got to do with the roof, right, Rowdy? Like the the, yeah. the roof. Well. <sighs> I know Governor Tony Evers presented a uh, a proposal to take it out of the surplus that they had had. It was $290 million for the 22-year-old ballpark, and that money would come from a surplus of roughly $7 billion. Now, Republicans and the legislature balked at the proposal. Uh, they've yet to officially uh, offer a different alternative, but uh, I do know they're talking about how they wanted a longer commitment from the brewers, that they would be a longer lease commitment, that they would be there. So uh, right now, nothing else has happened. It's sort of a standoff. So people are starting to worry about, you know, if a deal can't be reached, could we have a situation like the Oakland A's? Now, the Brewers finish, uh, let's see here, Milwaukee uh, team is ranked ninth in total attendance from 2010 to 2019, gone to the playoffs uh, six times, including four times since 2018. Rob Manfred taking a tour of it. Uh, let's hear from Rob Manfred. Uh, this is a short one. This is after he toured American Family Field. Take one look around. It's a great ballpark that should be maintained for the benefit of the fans here in Milwaukee. Now, Rowdy, you were just, you're the most recently at, for the two of us at American Family Field, not too long ago. I was there on Easter. And was there anything standing out to you that you're like, this place looks like a dump? Yeah, honestly, when you walk around American Family Field, I mean, there's nothing that it, to the naked eye when you're just walking around taking the game that you notice is like man they need to fix it i i think i saw that there was some news that they were going to be replacing the scoreboard out in center field yeah but it's like they're spending an ungodly amount of millions on the scoreboard like i get they're not cheap but when i was there there didn't seem like there was anything wrong with the scoreboard yeah i've never like, uh, i was never like man i wish they had a nicer bigger better <laughs> scoreboard it was like yeah. well i can read it and uh you know you can clearly see what the score is and everything's working you didn't see any lights burnt out or anything like i personally no for panels a, were burnt for, out for a guy that's been to a handful of different major league baseball stadiums yeah. I didn't see anything out of that ordinary where I'd be like, well, you know what? This just wasn't up to my code. I think this looks more like a double-A stadium. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, on that scoreboard, Rowdy, for you, I'm reading about the Hell, roof. for the longest time, you had the Cubs and the Red Sox that would legitimately have somebody in, like, the Green Monster yeah, or up there putting, putting up, putting up the, numbers. the score is on the scoreboard. It was, a, it was a manual scoreboard. What do you think would be cheaper, paying a guy to do that or uh, you know, investing into a, uh, a scoreboard like the Brewers have for long term? <laughs> now, you can probably pay some it's, intern, a lot, like, it's a lot cheaper because the intern would probably even be unpaid. Yeah, you just pay him in, like, ballpark food. And... But you wouldn't be able to do all the 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 fun trivia stuff on the board. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to have that trivia. No. And you wouldn't have anybody getting on the big board. 
<laughs> I do like the idea of someone behind the green monster running around like a chicken with their head. Oh, it's kind of it's because it's kind of cool. It's yeah. like old school. I, I think I like you it. should probably, if you're going to go with the manual old school one, you're probably also going to need a big board. Yeah, definitely. Well, on the board, okay, so they're talking about, uh, in this article, about the roof. Closes in less than 10 minutes. Got to be able to keep maintain that. Uh, there have been few changes at the ballpark since it opened, but nothing really major since adding a much larger and updated video board to center field prior to the 2011 season. So, you know, it's a little older right there. Rob Manford, though, talking about why taxpayers should maintain American Family Field in Milwaukee. Here's the commissioner. This is a gem of a ballpark. Um, It's really important um, that the existing obligation under the lease be funded so that this great ballpark is maintained on a regular basis. It needs to be done in a timely way. So Manford there, um, they're saying Manford is helping ownership push the government to provide a lot of taxpayer funding to keep the ballpark as up-to-date as possible. The threat of moving the Brewers for the time being is merely that, just a threat. Now, Manford was asked about, you know, that asked, is there a scenario where the Brewers would have to leave Milwaukee? There is not a scenario that um, is in my mind at the current moment. Um, I'm more focused on... uh, resolving this immediate issue in a timely way so that the ballpark is well maintained for the benefit of the fans and and moving on to a long-term extension to make sure that the brewers stay in the water okay and then he does field a couple of questions from some reporters take a listen this is a gem of a ballpark um it's really important um that the existing obligation under the lease be funded so that this great ballpark is maintained on a regular basis. It needs to be done in a timely way. Uh, uh, I think I actually played the wrong one. That's my bad. There's been a great relationship between ownership here and the governmental bodies, and I'm confident that the governmental bodies will come up um, with a plan to fund what's just an existing obligation under the lease. And if they don't? Uh, it, look, I, it, it's an obligation, and I just don't believe that's going to happen. I, I really believe that there, um, everyone understands that there's a funding obligation um, that needs to be met, that this ballpark is a community asset, and they're not going to let that great community asset fall into decay because the fans love this place. Fall into decay. Uh, is he making it sound like this is some dump, Rowdy? Fall into decay. We need to get this done like now. Or well, yeah, it sounds like he's starting to put some pressure on like the lawmakers to say, "Hey, fund this team, or we'll pull it." Look at what we did with the A's. So, speaking of uh, lawmakers, there's uh, the Milwaukee County supervisors were also there. There's two of them. Uh, Sheldon Wasserman. He says uh, he's a Milwaukee County supervisor. He says the agreement in the 1990s was that the team would pick up the tab for the repairs. Here is a. Uh, Sheldon Wasserman. There was a promise made, and promises have to be kept. It wasn't kept. And now it's being turned on us all these years later. And I'm supposed to be told, I'm supposed to vote for this again? Hell no. Oh, so there is some, I mean, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of feeling what Steve, or Sheldon Wasserman here is saying. There was a promise kept, and 
oh my, what's happening? That someone's not living up to their promises? Sounds like exactly government work or people that are in suits and ties trying to stab the uh, the average American in the back, Rowdy. Promises not kept? Wow. Milwaukee County Supervisor Steve Taylor, though, he talks on the possibility of the Brewers leaving the state someday. Well, I don't want to see the Milwaukee Brewers go somewhere else. I mean, that's what's happening in Oakland. You know, the A's, it looks like they're going to go to Las Vegas. And so 2030 is coming. I just don't think it's right that the taxpayers foot the bill. Well, we all know what's going to happen, right, Rowdy? Taxpayers, at least to some point, are Are definitely going to foot the bill if the (laughs) Milwaukee Brewers stay in Milwaukee. Yes. Because one of the other things that, like, Manfred said in some of those clips is, like, yeah, they have a great relationship here with the fans and the governing body. Mm. Yeah, because the fans and the governing body have basically given the Brewers, Mark Ananasio, Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, anything they've wanted. Yeah, Our guy Corey Marshall says, so the Major League Baseball commissioner seems uh, to think we're fine with showering billionaires a few million in taxpayer money. That's pretty much what it sounds like, Corey. <laughs> and here's what's going to happen. If you don't like it and you don't want to do it, guess what? They're going to end up making you do it anyways in some way, shape, or form. Bend over and take it. But with that, are you okay with having you know, the Milwaukee Brewers stay in Wisconsin? I would say the greater uh, Wisconsin, I would say yes. Uh, yeah. uh, you might want to, you know, this is what they say is quote-unquote the golden age of the Brewers, right? You want to pay for it? Since 2018 through now, the golden age. Mm-hmm. What do you think fans would have said in like the nineties? Yeah, take them. Yeah, to take it. They would have, there was once a campaign. Uh, well, it was for the Bucks. It was pucks for Bucks. You remember when the Bucks were so oh, bad? Oh yeah. You'd ship the Bucks out and get them bring in an NHL team. Um, I'm trying to like the nineties for me. I was a kid. I don't remember anyone like. I remember the Brewers sucking. I don't remember people like wanting them to leave. If the Bucks never drafted Giannis, or say they did draft Giannis, and Giannis really never developed into anything but you know an end of the bench basketball player, mm-hmm. do you think the Pfizer Forum is built? No, I don't think Serious, so. Seriously, I think there might be a team back in Seattle. For the <laughs> like, NBA. It, look how bad they were, and then you obviously you saw that there was some talent, and then it, you know. Year after year, he was, he was getting better and better. But I don't think they build the Pfizer Forum to try and save the Bucks if they continue no. to win, you know, at best the eight seed every year just to get slaughtered. Yeah, yeah, no. So, I mean, I don't think I, I, I personally don't think I would justify it. Now, I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but I'm like, the, the team always stunk. We yeah. like celebrated when... I remember growing up, very, very early Bucks is when they had Ray Allen. Yep. Then it was like nothing for the longest time ever. And then all of a sudden, John Solomons, some (laughs) random dude comes and gets really hot for like a year or two. And they get like a five seed. And we thought that was amazing because whenever they did the make the playoffs, it was like a seven or eight seed. And then they play like the the Pistons with the Wallaces and they get absolutely slaughtered or they play someone else, you know, that was a high seed and get slaughtered. And it's like, well, at least they made the playoffs this year, but then they, (laughs) they lost in four or a good year. They lost in five in the first round. The team was pretty stinky. Yes. yes, Giannis's first year, they they won won 15 15 games. games. Jabari Parker was a bust. And like, 
it could have been really, really bad. And there's no way that there would have been anything close to this excitement or even a championship in Milwaukee if Giannis didn't turn into who Giannis was. Hey, now they just lost to an eight seed, the Miami Heat. So think of this, Rowdy. The Brewers want full, almost half a billion dollars. We're going to be, you know, picking up the tab up for that, at least some of it. And when the Milwaukee Bucks built the Pfizer form, uh, it cost $524 million, but 250 came from taxpayers.